Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. In fact, wherever or whenever you're listening to this episode of the NI Golf Channel podcast, here we are back again with loads to talk about myself and Emma self. Hi, Emma. Hello, how are you doing? Not bad. Thanks for asking. Emma, busy show as always, so let's get stuck in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, we are starting off. We will be looking ahead to the next major of the year, the USPGA Championship, and apparently Phil Mickelson has entered. Remember him? Mm, who? Uh, we've got our usual amateur roundup, and we hear from in-form knock player, Katie Poots. Good stuff. And Galgorm Castle's Ross Oliver tells us about the club's new junior scholarship programme. Quick roundup of some of the golf news that you may or may not have heard. Uh, Olivia Mahaffey secured her first top 10 finish in over a year in Spain at the Madrid Ladies Open. She finished in ninth. Uh, the event was won by Anna Palais. Uh, Olivia is now up to 28th in the tour rankings. She's had seven events, but I just want you to try and guess, okay? So mm. Olivia finished in the top 10 over in Spain. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think her prize money was for finishing in a top 10 in a ladies' European tour event? My goodness. Do you know what? I have absolutely no idea, but I have a fear it's going to be depressingly nothing to write home about, given what an achievement it is. Um, what, go on, break, break it to us. What, what did she, what she Seven, get? Seven and a half thousand euro. You're kidding. Okay, that's way worse than I thought. I was thinking maybe... 1725 just how little the ladies at the elite level mm-hmm. are are paying are playing for in just on a week to week basis and yet you say to yourself how can anybody actually make a living and the, the answer is very few can i wonder what the actual profit is for the week by the end of by the end of that by the time you know you've had your travel and your accommodation and your caddy and whatever else you've got to take into consideration. That's just wild. First place, by the way, was 45,000. So yeah. first place is quite good. But as I said, you know, you're getting down there towards, just looking at online here, uh, yeah. tied 27th, earned three and a half, three, three, seven, five, oh. Um, what was the, what tied, was the lowest? Tied, like making the cut, basically, and, yeah, and not yeah. doing more than that. Paid sixty fourth, last nine hundred euro. I mean, you're almost you're almost better off with the gamble of the first two days and not making the cup at that rate, aren't you? That's that's. I mean, you know the way depressingly like the lottery goes from <laughs> big bucks down to when you get three numbers and you think that's that's you done well and you get a free lucky dip or whatever it is. That's those, that's those levels, all joking aside. I'm I'm genuinely quite shocked by that. Yeah, it'd be kind of depressed. Now, Olivia's 
delighted i'm sure she's 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 moving in the right direction but you can Absolutely. you can see it's something we've talked about before and i remember stephanie meadow being very mm-hmm. open about just how expensive it is to yeah. play on tour and without sponsorship and without the way that they get these host families and and yeah. sharing and stuff um you know it's a tough ask for 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 the females still even in this day and age I feel very naive because I I knew it was, but I was so genuinely delighted for her and like on social media and retweeting and all the rest of it. And it didn't even occur to me to to look at the prize money for that. That's wild. Well, congratulations nonetheless, but that is an eye-opener. Let's move on, shall we? Um, Henrik Stenson has named Thomas Bjorn as his first vice captain for the 2023 Ryder Cup, which will be played at Marco Simone Golf and Country Club in Rome next year. Bjorn will bring a wealth of experience to the role. He's been part of Team Europe in eight previous editions of the biennial contest. Three as a player, four as a vice captain, and of course, as a victorious captain in the last home Ryder Cup in Paris in 2018. It feels a lot longer ago. It does, yeah, it does. It does feel like a lifetime ago. But I think that's a very astute appointment, actually, given mm. how things went um, last year in America and how important it'll be for for Europe to sort of somehow get the grips of this group of young American talented players. So yeah. uh, I think that's a good move to begin with. Yeah, nothing but positive, really, is it? So that's yeah. good. Yeah, in, in Irish Open news, just in case you missed it, uh, a big deal for the Irish Open, the, the Horizon Irish Open, uh, this year at Mount Juliet, but it will now sort of be based at the K-Club, uh, a long-term deal signed with the DP World Tour. Um, the K-Club will host the Irish Open on the Ryder Cup venue at uh, 23, 25 and 27. Um, meanwhile, they've also invested in the Challenge Tour. So the yes. second course at the site, uh, the Palmer South, will host the Challenge Tour's Irish Challenge in the intervening years. So that's 24 and 26. So Horizon Therapeutics, mm-hmm. they assigned this big big deal, six-year sponsorship deal. So this is all part of that. Congratulations to everybody. It's always... Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose from an Irish Open point of view, it's great to have a base. It's great to have everything settled for organisers. Everybody knows where they're going to be. Uh, Broadcasters, everybody knows where they're going to be. Um, I just wonder. Now, the question I'm going to throw out here, Mm -hmm. does that mean that we're never going to see an Irish Open back north of the border for a long time? I don't think so. I think, I don't know. The fact that it's, alternate years suggests that maybe that that's not the idea that the idea is still back and forth hopefully but I don't know we'll we'll see maybe it won't be as much one than the other as it as it has been so that the other clubs south of the border are getting their fair share but I don't know we'll have to wait and see have to wait and see won't we but hmm, we'll see but um, but it looks in other parts like pro golf could be heading for the law courts after both the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour now have blocked requests from a number of play- players and members of both those tours to play in the first tournament of the LIV that's taking place at the Centurion Club next month, which I think some people were not expecting to be the case, and they're not I believe they're not going to be punished for having asked, but. They've been told no, so if they go ahead, then that's when 
the wrath of the tours and yeah. the consequences will be felt. Yeah, I think it's. I think you're right because I think um, the general feeling seemed to be that maybe the tours would sort of say, "Well, that's okay, not this one," but mm -hmm. when the next one is meant to be played in America, um, that's where the the line will be drawn. So clearly, um, mm -hmm. the tours have got together and dug their heels in and said, "Here we go, we're ready to draw the line this aunt now." But I mm -hmm. think this is this is going to the law courts. Definitely going to the law courts. Because yeah. the players are, some of the players are going to say, "Well, you're you're stopping my right there in living." So it could go on for a long while. It's going to be interesting. There could be a lot of, could be a lot of blood in the water by the end of it all. Unfortunately, yes, it's all looking a bit murky around the whole, the whole thing at the moment. And it, I think it just it raises a couple of questions, doesn't it? As always, and my issue with it is that the two things are getting very mixed up at the minute. There, to me, there's two separate issues of, uh competitive tour which is an, an a competition in you know in competition with the existing tours that's one thing and the funding is another thing but they're getting very conveniently joined together in my eyes by a lot of people I genuinely feel like the average golf fan is a bit sick of all this already I don't know what you think it's just dragging on it's boring can we just sort it out please one way or the other and get on with it please <laughs> yeah I, I think I also think that your average golf fan probably doesn't actually give an awful lot of attention to it really as long as some of their players are playing and they mm -hmm. can watch it on tv or not even watch on tv or read about it and see them occasionally they're mm -hmm. probably happy enough i think if a lot will depend on if it if they manage to get a broadcaster for it or not and i think they're seemingly going to go ahead and and broadcast it on youtube no matter what happens so we'll see if people want to watch it or they don't want to watch it and you know yeah it's, it's not it's not cheap to go along to either no, like, the price is not cheap <laughs> I would, the, the other the other question is and it's one that you know a lot of the pressure in other situations and rid of this a lot of the pressure comes from outside from sponsors mm -hmm. so sponsors eventually say i.e phil mickelson you know you're toxic at the minute so start walking away so mm -hmm. you know there's been no sort of suggestion that the big brands are going to walk away from anybody who commits to this tour. And um, I think that's ultimately where the pressure will come. If, God forbid, Nike or, or, or TaylorMade or some of the big mm. manufacturers say, listen to these guys, if you go and play in that, we're, we're going to pull our, our sponsorship of you. Well, suddenly things would change, but I doubt that's going to happen either. That's that's a really good point. Um, and be interesting to see how that pans out as well, because I think it was, I think they're all playing it safe at the moment, aren't they? You know, I don't know if you saw Jamie Weir's interview with Lee Westwood, which I have to say, I thought Jamie was fantastic and asked all the questions you would want to have the answers to, and I was also equally impressed despite myself by Lee West which should be a politician the way he was very much not answering the questions and he decided what he was going to say already and off he went and they all they have all got their head around what what they think and what they want to make of it and so they've justified it to themselves and I think it's different from Phil where he was caught saying what he said and basically was confronted by things and said he didn't care about them or dismissed them out of hand straight off whereas you know skirting around those issues the way that they have that anybody else has been as per that interview that Westwood did with Jamie I think 
they haven't said anything damning that the sponsors would drop them for because from their point of view if they have not dropped their sponsorship for them playing there previously then why would they not Gal Gorham recently announced details of a new junior golf scholarship program to provide support and development for local junior male and female golfers. The new initiative has been made possible following the RNA's rule change that allows greater sponsorship opportunities to support amateur players. In the first year, Gal Gorham's junior golf scholarship will support four junior boys and four junior girls under 14 who are existing members of Gal Gorham Castle's junior section. And Paul caught up with Gal Gorham's Ross Oliver to find out a bit more. Ross, thanks for joining the podcast once again. No problem, Paul. Good to see you again. Hope all's well. Yeah, not bad at all. Thanks. So if I'm 14 or 15 years old and I'm looking to get on in my golf career, it would seem that Gal Gorm's looking after the youngsters better than most. Well, we don't, we don't know what other clubs are doing, maybe, to be honest, Paul, but um, something that we've just publicised recently, obviously, is our new Junior Golf Scholarship. So something we've... Um, We've initiated it between ourselves here at the golf club and the wider resort team. And um, we just wanted to look out for some of our up and coming juniors and give them a little bit of assistance, a little bit of kudos as well. And with what they're doing in terms of, you know, they're going to play, obviously they play a lot of competitions or a lot of travel involved. So anything we can do to help with help them out and help their, their families or the parents out. Um, and it's, it's, it's how it came about. And it's been really well received with we've, we've four boys and four girls. Um, two boys under 12, two boys under 14, and then four girls under 14. So, um, yeah, we're delighted to, to launch it, and hopefully hopefully the, the boys and girls have, have great summers, and um, we're looking forward to see how they get on. And what's involved? Is it a bit of coaching, a wee bit of gear, a wee bit of, you know, a wee bit of help with the expenses? Because, like, let's be honest, even over the last six months, it's become a hell of a lot more expensive to travel anywhere. It has indeed, yeah, you're right. So. Um, they they have complimentary membership for the year. Um, they'll they'll get some clothing, a little bit of coaching, and some ex- some funding towards expenses. So hopefully, um, it'll help somewhat go towards the costs that are involved with with traveling to all the tournaments that they play in. The great thing is there's so many competitions now to play in from a young age, especially. I remember when I was growing up. It is a few years ago now. Um, you really only started playing at under fifteen, and then you're in the boys at under 18s. Whereas now kids are playing from, from five or six years old. So um, the, the financial burden starts earlier for families nowadays. So hopefully um, the scholarship can help a little bit for those that, those that have been selected. Uh, first year, I presume you'll keep evaluating it, but um, would you be looking to branch out? Is there ambitions to expand the numbers? Um, how, how do we see this going longer term? Yeah, as, as you said, it's first year, so we'll, we'll probably evaluate how, how it went and whether or not um, the, the numbers are assessed. Uh, it's, some, it's not something we have discussed yet. So uh, we'll see, we'll see what, what comes of this year and how, how everyone performs and enjoys it. And maybe, you know, things might be tailored slightly different. There might be other areas where we can assist with, um, depending on feedback from those involved. We also have, we have a, a junior section that's really starting to thrive at the minute as well. So we know that there's there's a lot of a lot of juniors playing, and um, so how, how can we support our junior section in general? And uh, we'll we'll see how that develops. But um, the the promising thing is there, there's plenty of juniors here now playing golf, uh, which we're delighted with. A lot of them are very good young golfers too. So we just want to help them on their journey. 
does Galgorm see itself as potentially a club that will breed a generation of senior cup players, or is that not really the ambition? Are you are you trying to develop individuals as opposed to teams? Well, I think the two go hand in hand. You know, at the minute we we've we've always we've produced a lot of good players here over the years. You know, so this is our twenty fifth anniversary, um, and over the years we, we've had lots of lots of guys, particularly who you know they've represented Ulster Ireland boys level. Um, you know, Josh Hill is the, the our number one player at the moment. They just finished third, I think, at the Monster Stroke play, won the under twenty five prize. Obviously, Jordan Hood has represented Ulster and Ireland throughout junior junior level. Michael Reid was finalist in the North of Ireland last year. So we've a, we've a really strong senior cup team here at the moment, senior team in, in general, um, albeit they were beaten in the senior cup, unfortunately, recently. But um, but no, there is a strong core of, of, of sort of a, you know elite amateur players here. And absolutely, we'd love to see more and more of that. And particularly, you'd love to see a Fred Dilly pennant coming back here um, and then progressing on to, you know, through junior cup, Senior Cup, Barton Shield and Belfast and District Cup for those senior players. So, um, yeah, we, we'd love to bring success here. Uh, something that we haven't quite achieved yet in the 25 years. So um, so watch this space. Hopefully it'll come soon enough. Yeah, I think, I suppose when you when you think about it and you look at the Galgorm and the facilities that are in place, um, the standard of the course, it, it's a great venue to try and learn. You've got the wee part three course there as well. Putnery, uh, um, the range is extensive. Like if you want to get better, there's few places that that match it. And there's been plenty of work done, Ross, over over the winter as per usual out in the course. Absolutely, yeah. We we see it as a, a great venue for any aspiring young golfer. And, um, excellent practice facilities and a golf course. It's a true tournament course. Um, your members can play off the blue tees here um, during the summer season if they wish. Uh, and it's a it's an absolute monster test now, as you say. We've added a few more tee boxes over winter. The course is now stretched into almost 7,300 yards off the tips. Um, and we've also added some other some other projects over winter that um, that are really, really improving the course, both both from a visual perspective and in enjoyment terms, but also strategically as a challenge. Um, so um, we're really looking forward to seeing how that plays out this year um, with our members during the season, with our visiting golfers, and then also, of course, for the ISPS Hand the World Invitational. Yeah, were those changes put in with a view mainly to the the championship, or or is it uh, felt that the members could take it, you know, would make a benefit of that as well? Because you know, I'm speaking personally here, and as as you regularly post tweets and, and bits on Facebook, and I regularly comment, why are you putting a bunker there? Yeah, so obviously we we've, we've built new championship tee boxes, which are primarily for for championship use. But um, of the of the non tee box pro- projects, that's really improved the course in general. You know, identifying some areas that we probably felt were were maybe weak and not where we want them to be. For instance, to the right of the eighth green was always an area that that wasn't particularly strong. And now we've inc- we've added a green side bunker there with some mounding that really screens the the fifth green and the eighth green. Um, so it improves just in general the, the enjoyment of of a round of golf for anyone. Um, and of course, you know, new bunkers here and there, and, and and hazards being redesigned, does it does increase the challenge? But it also, you know, this we see ourselves as a true championship golf course. So um, that's why we want our mem- That's what we want our members to enjoy and want our visitors to come and experience. Yeah, I suppose you have to keep evolving. Otherwise, you stand still, people. 
get a bit get a bit bored or looking to fresh things up. Um, the ISPS hand is still three or four months away now. How are preparations going? I believe Leona's already obviously already signed up for it. We'll hear a few more names over the next few weeks. Yes, indeed. Fantastic that Leona's going to be back on, on Irish soil playing this year. Um, at obviously at a here and at Mazarin. Um, that's great news considering what Leona's been doing over over the past year year or so. Um, be great to welcome Stephanie back as well, of course. Both the girls missed last year due to the due to the Olympics. Um, so that that's great news. And um, we look forward to seeing more names announced as the weeks go on. Um, we've our next planning meeting with the tour here next week. So things are are taking shape in terms of the infrastructure and all the planning details around that. And as we near the event, obviously the ticketing campaign will ramp up and, and that will go hand in hand with big name announcements. Uh, tickets, where can people find out? So you can, you'll can you go to worldinvitational.gov, the official website for the event, and um, the ticketing link is on there. Or if you're on the European Tour website or app, um, you, can, you can go to the schedule and go to the World Invitational page and uh, you'll get the ticketing link there. Brilliant. Ross, as always, thanks very much for the update. Uh, uh, good luck. And um, I'm sure we'll be speaking to you as the months progress up to the up to the big event itself. Look forward to it, PK. See you soon. Ross, thanks for joining the podcast once again. No problem, Paul. Good to see you again. Hope all's well. Yeah, not bad at all. Thanks. So if I'm 14 or 15 years old and I'm looking to get on in my golf career, it would seem that Gal Gorm's looking after the youngsters better than most. Well, we don't, we don't know what other clubs are doing, maybe, to be honest, Paul, but um, something that we've just publicised recently, obviously, is our new Junior Golf Scholarship. So something we've um, we've initiated between ourselves here at the Golf Club and the wider resort team, and um, we just wanted to look out for some of our up-and-coming juniors and give them a little bit of assistance, a little bit of kudos as well, and with what they're doing in terms of, you know, they're going to play, obviously, they play a lot of competitions, there's a lot of travel involved, so anything we can do to help with help them out and help their their families or the parents out um and it's, it's it's how it came about and it's been really well received we've we've four boys and four girls um two boys under 12 two boys under 14 and then four girls under 14 so um yeah we're delighted to, to launch it and hopefully hopefully that the boys and girls have have great summers and um we're looking forward to see how they get on and what's involved? Is it a bit of coaching, a wee bit of gear, a wee bit of, you know, a wee bit of help with the expenses? Because, like, let's be honest, even over the last six months, it's become a hell of a lot more expensive to travel anywhere. It has indeed, yeah, you're right. So um, they, they have complimentary membership for the year. Um, they'll, they'll get some clothing, a little bit of coaching, and some, ex- some funding towards expenses. So hopefully um, it'll help somewhat go towards the costs that are involved with, with traveling to all the tournaments that they play in. The great thing is there's so many competitions now to play in from a young age, especially I remember when I was growing up, it is a few years ago now. Um, you really only started playing at under 15 and then you're in the boys at under 18s, whereas now kids are playing from, from five or six years old. So um, the, the financial burden starts earlier for families nowadays. So hopefully um, the scholarship can help a little bit for those that, those that have been selected. Uh, first year, I presume you'll keep evaluating it, but um, would you be looking to branch out? Is there ambitions to expand the numbers? Um, how, how do we see this going longer term? Yeah, as, as you said, first year. So we'll, we'll probably evaluate how, how it went and 
whether or not um, the, the numbers are assessed. Uh, it's, some, it's not something we have discussed yet. So uh, we'll see, we'll see what, what comes of this year and how, how everyone performs and enjoys it. And maybe, you know, things might be tailored slightly different. There might be other areas where we can assist with, um, depending on feedback from those involved. We also have, we have a, a junior section that's really starting to thrive at the minute as well. So we know that there's there's a lot of lot of juniors playing, and um, so how, how can we support our junior section in, in general? And uh, we'll we'll see how that develops. But um, the the promising thing is there, there's plenty of juniors here now playing golf, uh, which we're delighted with. A lot of them are very good young golfers too. So we just want to help them on their journey. Does Geld Gorm see itself as potentially a club that will? breed a generation of senior cup players or is that not really the ambition are you are you trying to develop individuals as opposed to teams well i think the two go hand in hand you know at the minute we we've we've always we've produced a lot of good players here over the years you know so this is our 25th anniversary um and over the years we, we've had lots of lots of guys particularly who you know they've represented ulster ireland boys level um, you know, Josh Hill is the, the, our number one player at the moment. He just finished third, I think, the Monster Stroke play, won the under-25 prize. Obviously, Jordan Hood has represented Ulster in Ireland throughout junior junior level. Michael Reid was finalist in the North of Ireland last year. So we have a, we have a really strong senior cup team here at the moment, senior team in, in general, um, albeit they were beaten in the senior cup, unfortunately, recently. <laughs> but um, but no, there is a strong core of, of, of sort of, a, you know, elite amateur players here. And absolutely, we'd love to see more and more of that. And particularly, you'd love to see a Fred Dilly pennant coming back here um, and then progressing on to, you know, through Junior Cup, Senior Cup, Barton Shield and Belfast and District Cup for those senior players. So, um, yeah, we, we'd love to bring success here. Uh, something that we haven't quite achieved yet in the 25 years. So, um, so watch this space. Hopefully it'll come soon enough. Yeah, I think, I suppose when you when you think about it and you look at the Gal government of facilities that are in place, um, the standard of the course, it, it's a great venue to try and learn. You've got the wee part three course there as well, putting area, um, the range is extensive. Like if you want to get better, there's a few places that, that match it. And there's been plenty of work done, Ross, over, over the winter as per usual out in the course. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we see it as a, a great venue for any aspiring young golfer and um, excellent practice facilities and a golf course. It's a true tournament course. Um, your members can play off the blue tees here um, during the summer season if they wish. Uh, and it's a, it's an absolute monster test now, as you say. We've added a few more tee boxes over winter. The course is now stretched into almost 7,300 yards off the tips. Um, and we've also added some other some other projects over winter that um, that are really, really improving the course, both, both from a visual perspective and in enjoyment terms, but also strategically as a challenge. Um, so um, we're really looking forward to seeing how that plays out this year um, with our members during the season, with our visiting golfers, and then also, of course, for the ISPS Hand the World Invitational. Yeah, were those changes put in with a view mainly to the, the championship, or, or is it uh, felt that the members could take it, you know, would make a benefit of that as well? Because, uh, you know, I'm speaking personally here, and as, as you regularly post tweets and, and bits on Facebook and I regularly comment why are you putting a bunker there? Yeah, so obviously we've, we've built new championship tee boxes which are primarily for, for championship use but um, of the of the non-tee box pro- projects that's really improved the course in general you know 
identifying some areas that we probably felt were were maybe weak and not where we want them to be. For instance, to the right of the eighth green was always an area that that wasn't particularly strong, and now we've we've added a green side bunker there with some mounding that really screens the the fifth green and the eighth green. Um, so it improves just in general the, the enjoyment of of a round of golf for anyone. Um, and of course, you know, new bunkers here and there, and and, and hazards being redesigned does it does increase the challenge but it also you know this we see ourselves as a true championship golf course so um that's why we want our member that's what we want our members to enjoy and want our visitors to come and experience yeah i suppose you have to keep evolving otherwise you stand still people get a bit get a bit bored or looking to fresh things up um the isps hand is still three or four months away now how are preparations going? I believe Leona's already, obviously already signed up for it. We'll hear a few more names over the next few weeks. Yes, indeed. Fantastic that Leona's going to be back on, on Irish soil playing this year. Um, at obviously at a year and at Mazarin. Um, that's great news considering what Leona's been doing over over the past year year or so. Um, be great to welcome Stephanie back as well, of course. Both the girls missed last year due to the, due to the Olympics. Um, so that that's great news, and um, we look forward to seeing more names announced as the weeks go on. Um, we've our next planning meeting with the tour here next week, so things are are taking shape in terms of the infrastructure and all the planning details around that. And as we near the event, obviously the ticketing campaign will ramp up, and and that will go hand in hand with big name announcements. Tickets, uh, where can people find out? So you can you'll you'll go to worldinvitational.golf, the official website for the event, and then um, the ticketing link is on there. Or if you're on the European Tour website or app, um, you can you can go to the schedule and go to the World Invitational page, and then uh, you'll get the ticketing link there. Brilliant, Ross. As always, thanks very much for the update. Uh, uh, good luck, and um, I'm sure we'll be speaking to you as the months progress up to the up to the big event itself. Look forward to it, PK. See you soon. What do you think of that? I think that's that's a, a particularly good uh, initiative down there by the people like Gal Gorm. And, mm. you know, we, I mentioned it there to Ross. It's suddenly, well, suddenly, over the last six months, the price of petrol, the price of everything has gone up. If your son or daughter is keen to be competitive and is traveling around Ireland playing a bit, you're mm-hmm. going to be out of pocket. So any help you can get is... Uh, it's great, I think. So so well done there. I think that's a good initiative. Yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant. Like like you say, the the cost of playing golf and, and keeping up with it is hard anyway. And you know, that's what you always have with an individual sport because you're not meeting up at the at the club and jumping on the team bus to go places and all the little differences between being a, an individual sport person compared to a team person, even at whatever level is it's it's brilliant. But it's just it's just the investment and the the real, sorry, it's a bit OTT, but the real joy there is around junior golf at the moment, I think, as well. Like, it would only have been, you know, I still think back to, to talking to the McElroy family about, you know, the way where we used to sneak on to places in Hollywood and if he was caught practising at certain times, you know, we'd be booted off. And, you know, it's all good nature. It's not like anyone was being cruel to him or anything, but you wouldn't you wouldn't get that so much now. You know, you'd get people, there'd be no office go to the, the juniors if they're already in the short game area you know it's not it feels like there's just a general more positive kind of a real upbeat movement around junior golf at the minute yeah. and that's just you know 
just just more of the same please and that's brilliant what Galgorm are doing is just embracing it and it's, it's brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah. And, and and staying with the amateur theme, so we're, we're amateur news next. And um, the Flowgas Irish Men's Amateur Open is underway at the island. Uh, there's an international field playing, of course, uh, with Cork's Peter O'Keefe defending the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beth Coulter is the 2022 Ulster Women's Ulster Women's Champion. Excuse me, Beth. The Kirkstone Castle golfer won the 18-hole competition at Port Stewart, finishing on four under, one clear of Clandy Boys Jessica Ross. Uh, Castle Wardens Lauren Walsh. Walsh. God, even I'm getting it. False we need to again. <laughs> Yeah, has been named on the GBNA team for the 2022 Curtis Cup matches. Walsh Ooh. will be part of an eight-strong team that will take on the USA at Marion Golf Club uh, from the 10th to the 12th of June. Beth Coulter was selected as one of the second reserves, um, and this will be Walsh's second appearance in the Curtis Cup. She was part of the team last year that lost in Conway 12 and a half to seven and a half. Knox Katie Poots is showing some great form at the minute as well. The 16-year-old followed up her brilliant victory in the Fairhaven Trophy. <laughs> the Fairhaven Trophy, my word, by claiming 2022 Flowgas Irish Girls Amateur Open at County Life. The Scottish international Laura McClymouth was crowned 2022 Flowgas Irish Women's Amateur Open champion, finishing four shots clear of Katie. The Ulster star spoke to reporters at the close of play. Yeah, uh, played pretty solid there today. Um, just putts weren't dropping, um, but you're happy enough and really happy with the coming second. Yeah, like it was nip and tuck on the back nine. There's not much you can do about three birdies in a row to finish like from Lorna. Uh, no, she played class and just her putting was really class to finish and yeah, delighted for her. And, yeah. You were going well towards the turn. Another eagle on nine as well really helped you along there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I hit my second shot and I wasn't too sure if it was good or if it was in the bunker, but it turned out good and then held the pot, so really happy enough with that and just unfortunately didn't make as many birdies as I wanted to in the back nine, but kept it together and just finished okay. It was tough enough out there today, the wind really got up there this afternoon too. Yeah, definitely, like it started getting pretty windy and the wind was turning, so we weren't too sure, it could have been into, it could have been downwind, we weren't sure, so you had to like keep checking it. Yeah, so it's difficult enough. Well, it's been a great two weeks for you in the Fairhaven last week and coming second this week, so you must be pretty happy with your, where your game is. Yeah, I'm delighted. Um, playing pretty solid, so we'll see what happens next. Yeah, you might you might make your goal and win the close now. So. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we'll see what happens. What can you take from this week? Like, take out the second place. Like, what can you take from it? Your game's clearly in a good place. What do you take now going forward to the rest of the summer? Uh, yeah, it gives me a lot of confidence um, going into ne- next week tournaments. Um, and just to keep playing solid and know I can like win, you know, know I'm in contention. Even with the women here uh, from all over the world, I can like play against them and I'm up there. So yeah, it just gives me a lot of confidence in myself. Yeah, I say that's the main thing. Yeah. And like when we chatted earlier in the week, that was one of the things you said. Like I want to see, can I can I pit myself against the women? You clearly can. Yeah, I'm delighted. Yeah. Um, I wasn't too sure if I could, but obviously with the result coming second. Yeah, I'm definitely up there and, you know, just keep working on my game and see what happens next year. And now we've put our teeth back in again. Now we've all got to put our teeth back in again. We're doing well with the speaking day. Is English your second language? Apparently. Oh dear, just anything coherent? Yeah, so 
think I think um, obviously it's coming up to major time, the second major of the year, uh, May the nineteenth. That's the US PGA Championship. As was said, somebody called Phil Mickelson has okay. confirmed his intention to come and play. He will be defending his title, and Mister Tiger Woods has thrown his hat in the mm. ring as well. Um, Woods actually is four-time PGA champion. Um, he nice. won it the last time it was at Sun Hills in 2007. Um, can't see him doing it again, but it'd be fantastic. Jordan's one of the one of the storylines there to be worth looking at. Jordan Spieth, he's looking mm. for the Grand Slam as well. So, Mrs. Emma, who are we thinking about for your top tips? Obviously, John Ram will, will get your tip as always. Yeah. <laughs> Your love affair with John Ram knows know. no ends. It does. It does know no ends. And now he's won since we last met. <laughs> so he's the form is coming back as well. And he's, you can't deny he's dangerous when he's in form. He is fantastic. I don't, I don't know if he is topping the odds at the minute. So he's probably, he's up there certainly, but he was a, probably not going to win you particularly impressive amounts of money. But um, wouldn't it be great to see him win it though as well and I think you know talking about Tiger they've changed the course an awful lot since he was there so it's not it's not another one of his oh I know this by the back of my hand and I'll just you know almost the muscle memory I imagine if he's even got yeah. any original muscles left after the way he's been rebuilt but um, you know what I mean it, it doesn't feel like it's as natural a hopeful glory story as the the masters was but the fact that he's committed to play is still that same i don't enter if i don't think i can at least give it a shot isn't it so exactly that'll be his mindset anyway it'll be um it'll be interesting and the, you know the the difference as well between the conditions because i i just drop in now for you i was there uh, in 2007 and it was about a million degrees oh god was, oh god i love when you drop these things in Honestly, honestly, well, it was very, very hot. Was it was played obviously back in August, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in August. It, I still get confused that it's in May. To be perfectly honest, but it was it was in August. It was absolutely sweltering. The the players there was a couple of players were actually t- treated on the course for heat stroke. Like um, it, it was no laughing matter. They were hitting their shots and then walking outside the ropes, walking up in the the shadow of the trees, so they could then come back into the fairways to hit their wow. their next shots. It was. Boy, like it was really in the hundreds. It was so hot and oppressive. So it will be nice, and it's just as well because apparently they've cut down a lot of the trees now as well. <laughs> so they wouldn't even have the trees to hide in. But um, but it's always interesting what they've what they've done to the course, and it's a lot more open. So, um, the fairways are a bit wider. So, all that sort of thing. Though I don't, I don't know because you're thinking, well, that doesn't necessarily take away the fact you've got to be accurate because it's a major championship. So. I think they'll probably Listen, be learning. Stop beating from. around the bush. Who are you going for? Come I'm on. going for. I'm, do you know what? I'm going. I think Ram. I think Ram's going to win it. But I would really like, and he's a lot further down, even though he did win the Wells Fargo. But I would like Max Homer to do really well as well. I think he's on the on the in, on the yep. incline. Yeah. But, very well, much if so. you remember, I tipped Max for the Masters, mm-hmm. which didn't yeah. work too well. But he is. Yeah. He seems a really nice fella, and he, yeah, I can't argue. He's 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 trending, as they say in the in the game. Um, yeah. My 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 tip is actually, and and I I, this is gonna seem really parochial, but I actually think Rory might win it. Mm. 
Um, he played mm-hmm. reasonably well the other day. He still yep. played played obviously very well at the Masters. Um, it's, a, it's a tournament. He's another one that seems to be showing a good bit of form. The only thing against him, and uh, I'm not one usually to hook about through record books now, but I did check. Um, it's a long time since somebody other than American has won a PGA Championship. Mm. The last seven or eight of them or something have all been won by Americans, including two with Brooks Kepka. So I actually think um, you probably would be daft looking beyond an American. And in mm-hmm. that sense, looking at some people who are who have been playing reasonably well of late without doing an awful lot, I think Billy Horschel might be worth a wee look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then get his putting sorted out. So, so, so there's my, there's my big two. But yes, Rory, like Rory and Billy Horschel. What do you think of that? I I like him. I like them both. I think that's yeah. Horschel's Horschel's a good shot. That's interesting. I think you get a good price on him as well at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. When he gets when he gets all his ducks in a line, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's um he is tough. Yeah, and he's he's a good he's a good competitor as well, but that's so that's that's our that's our our tips for the men's major. Not that we're ignoring the women's majors now. The next women's major isn't until June the second. Yes. That's U.S. Women's Open, so we'll we'll get a chat before then. Uh, yeah. There's two women's majors in June. Not a big uh-huh. fan of that. Not a big fan of that. Seems no, a bit daft. Um, so we were talking about this briefly, um, off air as it was, um, weren't we in in dispatches and. Um, I had a wee look at the schedule and actually, so there's three weeks between the US Women's Open and the Women's PGA. But then when you go further down, there's only two weeks between the Avian and the Open, the Women's Open. Yeah, you can, nearly under, you can nearly understand that because they're because, trying to get them all yeah. over the over here one day. Yes, exactly. But, but even so, they're very, you know, the men's are so evenly spread, like what sort of six, six weeks or so. Between even even neither now they've moved the um because it used to be wasn't it players sort of come in May. That's so right. Blah, 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 yeah, the fixed the schedule, the fixed the schedule, and when there's no Olympics mm. on, it yeah. really does work quite well. It does. It works but quite it, well. but, and then we've just been talking though about the women and the the money it costs them to go anywhere. So you know, like you say, having those two close together makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. And that's us, Emma. That's us. The end of the show. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Emma, um, any big plans coming up? Any golf plans? Any golf gossip for me before we finish? I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any gossip for you now. I'm well, that's sorry. Not good enough. I'm I've big. Sorry. I've big news. I'm a big news from the mm-hmm. from the golf front. Um, I shot my best yeah. round in I don't know how long. Go on. Um, I had. Well, I had. It was at Royal County Armagh, and it was mm-hmm. um, a shot. I think I went, well, let's put it, it was a net 68. Hear my drum roll. It was a net 68. Playing all 16. Yeah, so 84. 84, yeah. Like gross 84. And uh, yeah, yeah, out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. So um, I... Out I, of hell. <laughs> uh, I felt, didn't even win the, didn't even win the competition, but won my... Won my won my my section and ended up with two twos. So overall, a good return. Good return. And as I said, the best it was. It came out nowhere. I haven't been playing much golf, so there you go. That's the reason why people keep playing golf. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. out of nowhere, from apparently the depths <laughs> of despair, you'll suddenly shoot a score and you'll think to yourself, "I love this game." 
And then a mm-hmm. week later, I went out and I shot 94. All right, don't touch me. See woo Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. See woo Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. <laughs>